definitely off. <laughs> it's called the Dogs with Chancey and Chi, and I don't know if you heard, but there was a football game on Saturday. You damn right there was. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what a what a day! Um, just we we kind of went into this. I wasn't feeling good. I think a lot of the things that I was not feeling good about did come to fruition, but we just forgot to take into consideration that apparently our defense was going to play out of their freaking mind the entire game, all four quarters. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <clears throat> that was uh, pretty pretty remarkable. But um, if you didn't hear, uh, we beat Clemson by um, uh, just the – just lighting up the scoreboard 10 to 3. <laughs> One of those old school football games that you just don't see anymore. And and, and I told I told uh I found somebody the other day. It's like, "Man, you know, that was that was such an incredible defensive form, performance. I I think it may have been the best performance I've ever seen in my lifetime from that side of the ball. From from at least on this Georgia team. I mean, it was one of the best performances. I mean, and we don't know what Clemson exactly is going to look like offensively this year, but I guarantee you they will. I feel very strongly that they're going to win the ACC, especially now that we saw North Carolina play the other day. Um, man, it didn't. I mean, when I think about recent really, really good defensive performances, I mean, what, the first game that comes to mind is Mississippi State 2017. And that entire <laughs> – that entire year, I mean, we had we shut out Tennessee that year. Played really well against Notre Dame. Lots of havoc there. Uh, we had some really good defensive games, and this game, I think, was the best we have seen from that group, from that side of the well, ball. Well, and you look, and it was just all four quarters. Yeah, it was the entire game. It was from the it was from kickoff till the end of the game that defensively we just we had their number. And I mean, I I think once we we pop ukulele in the mouth, and he never, he never figured it out. I mean, it was just, um, it, it was, it was amazing to see. And yeah. you get that first sack. <clears throat> Nolan gets that first sack, and you're pumped up. And we keep him pinned back because my biggest thing was we got the ball first, and I was like, just get a first down. I think we got a couple first downs. Brock Bauer showed. He's like, okay, I'm here. I'm here to play. Yeah. Um, big, big breakout game for him. And I was just like, let's just get a couple first downs because we know Clemson's got a good defense. And then once we had them, after that th- first three and out, it just never stopped. It just it, it continued to happen. And um, my my take from this game, I was actually I was actually talking to somebody today. They had a uh, somebody came into the pharmacy. They had a Florida State hat on, and I mentioned. I was like. Oh, Florida State had a good game, and we talked about it for a minute. And he said, "Yeah, I couldn't watch that." And he's like, "I couldn't watch that Georgia Clemson game. It was so boring." And I was like, "See, that's the thing. It was boring for everybody else. I was having the time of my life. Yeah, <laughs> I was. It was just amazing to watch our defense just, just like you say, own them from start to finish. And uh, anyway, it, it was fun to to see. So I guess my my initial gut reaction to the whole thing was. That game was really fun, um, and Sunday was really fun, and just getting to watch highlights and just do all that was really fun. I had a great time. I still have plenty of concerns about us moving into the rest of the season. I mean, we've got we've got I've got a lot of just be, just because it, yes, this weekend was amazing and it was awesome um, does not mean that we are out of the out of the woods uh, on any. I I, I think. And we're gonna kind of break everything down. I think we need to all kind of get back to the get down, come back down, 
to earth a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I had a similar thought, and it's don't get me wrong, I I'm very excited and very uh, I, I obviously was very impressed, and I think that what we saw from the defensive side of the ball is a championship team. Uh, obviously, when you don't score any points <laughs> offensively, if you score no touchdowns, uh, you're not going to win many ball games like that. Thankfully, we, we played so well on the defensive side of the ball that we that we could. Uh, but you know, just I wanted to go back real quick to what that guy was talking about. How this game uh, was boring, I think, to some people. You know, it's it's a little different whenever it's a low scoring game, and it's because the offenses suck. Like if it's just like guys that are being overthrown or they can't run the ball or they're you know missed assignments and they're playing on their side of the ball the whole time like it wasn't like that it was just an incredible defensive performance and and obviously our offense at times was inadequate we have a we had a missed field goal a lot of people are forgetting that you know it should have been a 13 to 3 game at least uh, a real a real barn burner yeah yeah man <laughs> I mean in, the, in a game like that three extra points that goes a long way but it's uh it's funny because that guy talking about like you know he couldn't watch it. Well, I think it was roughly, if I'm not mistaken, I think I saw there was eight, uh, ro- almost eight million people that watched it, uh, and it was one of the uh, highest viewed games of of the 21st century. So <laughs> I think a lot of people thought similar. You know, at least it was an entertaining defensive game. It wasn't just a struggling offense. Because if you if you sit back and look at it, really. Our defense really still operated on our side of the field a lot, mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. and stood they their see, ground. They didn't see. They pretty much didn't see our half of the field till the second half. Yeah, I mean it was yeah. it was pretty much the way it the way it was. Once we had them pinned deep, and talking about we mentioned how special teams are going to be important. Holy crap! Did they step up? Besides that missed field goal, our special teams was flawless. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the whole the whole game, and uh, it, it was just it was a great performance across the I mean, defensively and, and one thing too and we can kind of I don't know how we want to break it all down you want you want to get into the kind of talk about the everything else that's happened here and then what we can dive into the no nah, let's just let's just go ahead and let's just go, go ahead, ahead and do, do the recap I mean we're we're already sitting here chomping the at the bit to talk about the it foaming at, the, foaming at the mouth <laughs> I mean like we're, we're trying to get into our point but we had a we had an outline and we're screw it we're throwing the screw outline it. out um so let's start. Let's start. Uh, we started the ball on offense. I want to. I want to start with. Let's start with the offense. Let's just go ahead and get. Let's just get that out of the. Get the ugly out of the get, way. Get that. Get that out of the way. Uh, I think there was um, just just in the same vein that we were concerned about, or we mentioned that you kind of have to come back to earth on our defense. Same thing with our offense. Our offense was um, left a lot to be desired. Uh, but I think one thing we have to remember is Clemson had a really has a really good defense. Um, we're also missing all of our weapons on the receiving side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Rutledge, one of our defensive linemen, went down fourth play of the game. Yeah, um, we we lost him for the season. By the <clears> way, <throat> he's out, which is a huge hit. Um, so we had a new offensive line. I mean, basically a new scheme that we were trying to a new a new lineup. For, for those guys, we have none of our starting receivers from last year. We have nobody. I mean, eventually, I mean, you had Burton in there. Um, we're down our, at the time, our top tight end. The guys that we did have, it's like Burton and Fitzpatrick, had barely practiced. Um, so we're looking at 
from from that perspective, they JT made some poor decisions. Mm-hmm. But if we look at that, let's look at the offensive line. We we sacked Clemson seven times. We got sacked one time in the second half of the game. Yep. One time. Yeah. Now, there was a lot of pressures, and we designed a lot of the offense to get the ball out of his hands quickly. So there could have been more of those opportunities. You could see our line breaking down, but our guys protected him throughout the game. The other thing that we were able to do, and we talked about these guys last week, we were able to run the ball when we needed to. And I think there's a difference. We didn't – we were able to – one of the things, and I texted our one of our, I texted you or one of our groups in it. I said, the most beautiful thing about this offense right now is our defense is not on the field. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and that's and it was not three and outs and our guys having to go right back. It's by the time they sit back down, we've done, we've ran it up the gut twice and then throw it and 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 drop a third down and don't convert. Um, we were able to string a few first downs together and actually get some drives going. Um, we didn't get many points, obviously. Uh, we got no points. We got one field goal and missed a field goal, but we were able to string some drives together uh, that keep our defense fresh and keep them from having to stay on the field. So, well, and, that's boy, a- and, and our running backs, they ran freaking hard. They did. They Zeus, Zeus so scared hard. me a couple times, though. And you know what the thing is? So, Zeus, you know, Zeus law, he didn't lose either one of the fumbles, but he fumbled twice. They did. And. I mean, one of them was like, pop that thing out, and it's like an Easter egg sitting there. I mean, it could have been taken by anybody, and he thankfully fell right on it. Um, but the beautiful thing is they kept confidence in Zeus. They put Kendall in for a few carries. You know, Kenny Mack had a few, uh, had, had a couple carries himself, or a co- at least a couple plays. But they kept confidence in Zeus and put it back in there. But, you know, back to your point, what we were doing offensively was somewhat effective. It was just extremely slow. But we one thing we did not do, I, I don't know if we ever threw the ball further than maybe 20 yards down the field. I think mm-hmm. he threw like one, one deepish ball to McConkey uh, on the sideline. That's one that I remember. I mean, I don't remember. I don't recall us ever trying to stretch the field with Arian Smith. It's, it's, it's interesting, but I it makes sense knowing, one, how many guys we had out. Because I didn't realize this until afterwards, but you know, Kyrus only played on punt return. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And yep. and so I'm hoping we, he's going to be uh, completely healthy. You know, at least by next weekend. It doesn't have to be this weekend, I don't think. But yeah, we need him back. But um, just knowing how many guys were were out, and knowing how many guys we found out were had some sort of nagging injury, who were still playing through it, including. I mean, might as well just go ahead and say it. We've we found out today that JT Daniels is having some issues with with that oblique, and I don't. From what I understand, it was something that started before the Clemson game, and you know, before the Clemson prep, and so that makes me feel better about it. Like he's already, if if that's the case, then he's already already played through it, and. But, you know, may, that may have been the reason why we didn't try to push the ball down the field. Played a little bit more conservative. But we, I think our offense is going to open up more down the, down the line. But I think it just made sense. You know, whoever was going to make the least mistakes in that game was going to win it. Or so we thought. But really, I mean, how many times did we shoot ourselves in the foot, Chansey? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Uh, we had the punt where we, Kendall kicked it, and they got the ball right back on the 50-yard line. 
JT Daniels threw a pick and they had possession on our side of the 50. And both of those, both of those, well, the punt, if I'm not mistaken, or I don't know if it was our next possession right afterwards or the one right after that, but we, it kind of ended up leading to us getting the pick six eventually. No, it was like, it was, it, I think it was three, it was three or four plays late. I mean, it was like, it was the same down. drive. Yeah, I think yeah. it was. I think it was right after. Yeah, because it happened. It happened. They might have got a first down. Might have been a penalty or something. I think they would. But, I think you're right. I think there was a first then, down, and then that next set of drive, that next yeah. set of downs. Because it was a seventy. Because it was a seventy, seventy-four yard. I think pick yeah. six or something like that. So mm-hmm. they they kind of got past midfield, but um, but yeah, oh, we we did everything. We did everything we could to 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 ruin it. But our defense was playing so good that you just you couldn't. We we kept kept it going. I mean, we kept yeah. We just played right played right through it. Like you say, we we took our turnover was what led to our only touchdown of the game with 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 Chris Smith just taking it to the house and um, they were just and they never and and Kirby talked about it. He he just talked about their ability to their he talked about connectedness and they talked about their their resilience and all this kind of stuff. But it just didn't phase them. They went out on the field. Started sacking him again, <laughs> and, just, and just doing everything exact. I mean, he never had time to think about anything except for Jordan Davis. And he's not <laughs> a small guy. Like that's no. what I didn't understand too. Is that you know it wasn't like a you know you saw. I mean, I'm not a big NFL guy, but when you watch like a guy like Ben Roethlisberger playing, and I mean like comparable size to to DJ, I mean. You know he gets hit and he's like just staying up. He's got three guys on on his lower on his legs hanging on his legs and he still throws the ball. Like DJ just was getting harassed and he, I mean, and anytime we hit him, he was gonna go down and that, that's what I didn't really understand. Like he was not. I mean Cam Newton, you know I'm not gonna I'm not really a guy to praise Cam, but like when he was in college, when we hit him, it was like oh, like I just got <laughs> tickled by a Georgia defender. Like that's that's how I felt with him, but. But DJ, he went down every time. I, mean, I think well, we got an extremely aggressive defense too. But well, and, and Zyre on the the radio broadcast, he he talked about it was that one sack where uh, Jordan just just ate, just picked him up and threw him on the ground, and <laughs> Zyre was just like he's he's like he's whatever I can't ever say his name right. Uh, DJ was he's like he's two hundred he's two hundred fifty two hundred forty pounds. Jordan Davis is three, making him look like a child, just yeah. Like, pick, yeah. picking him up and throwing him like he's a little. He's a did little, you little, little, little did person. you see the quote? I don't know who said it, but it was like, yeah, I was kind of like you know comparing it's something about like comparing Jordan Davis to some other player, but then he's like, then I saw him in person, and I was like, no, you can't really compare that guy to anybody. Like that is the largest human being I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> I love how we were talking about the offense, and we went immediately back into the defense. <laughs> it's just always, it's always right there on on the mind. Uh, hey, so, I mean, some quick, you know, not quick. I mean, we can talk about the offense as much as we need to, but I did want to point out a couple of great things that we saw. Though Brock Bowers being the first one that comes to mind, played very well in the absence of Darnell. I mean, I didn't really pay a whole lot of attention to. His blocking, but I do remember, I do recall seeing him block fairly well. And I think the guy's just so fundamental. He's so focused on what he's doing. We talked about him beforehand on on a, on a couple of episodes, but he's a guy that just is no nonsense. He just puts in the work. But you saw how athletic he is, and the types of plays that he runs are very different than both Fitzpatrick and Darnell. Fitzpatrick's a very 
traditional tight end. Darnell's a, 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 a freak size uh, tight end, but he's not going to be sh- he's not going to be shifty. I mean, he's he's probably more or less a straight line runner when it comes to the to the route tree. And Brock seems like he's a kind of guy. He's way more way more dynamic. And, I mean, he ran multiple routes, multiple routes. I mean, he was all over the place. So I'm excited about his trajectory on this offense. Yeah, well, and once we can get some some weapons back and kind of start spreading the ball out some, uh, I feel pretty I feel pretty excited about it. And I think he'll be a, a huge addition uh, to to us going forward because we, we've talked about it. that's what we missed, and we got Darnell a little bit back this past this past year, but we've been missing that dynamic tight end kind of what you're saying that guy who can you're seeing it a lot you pop up a lot more as having that that people's tight ends game changer for them. And that's what we—that's what can be a game changer for us. But uh, offensively, we've got a lot to figure out. I mean, he, he, all this being said, we've got—we've got to—we can't use our injuries as excuses. We've got to figure out how to put points on the board. I mean, I think when I, I was—I was proud of our offensive line, like I said earlier. I think kind of getting comfortable in what that is going to look like, I think, is important and allowing us to be able to run the ball and dictate some drives and, and move the ball down the field. I feel like we'll put up some points this weekend, um, but I, I, I think until we start getting some weapons back, it's gonna, we're going to have to get creative in what we do and, uh, and try to get our we, – we did a good job. I, I, felt, I felt good about our play calling. I mean, I felt, I felt like we were, we were a lot more um, – we were not nearly as predictable as we have been in years past, which is just good to, which is good to see. Yeah. Uh, and we didn't, but we didn't do anything outlandish. We weren't running, we weren't doing anything crazy, but I just, I, I, I liked the, like we, we, you and I both talked about how we were going to hand the ball up the gut first play of the game. And we threw four passes yeah. to get the game started, try to open it up a little bit to, to throw open the run, kind of get, get the box, get that box opened up a little bit. And, um, but, but I was, I was proud to, proud of that part. And, and I was excited about that. And, Made me feel like if we got some of these, and I'm just, I was just sitting there thinking the whole time. I was like, God, if we had Pickens in this game, if we had Kiers at full full blast, dominant at full blast, yep. Darnell, like we would have lit it up. It, <laughs> so I mean, theoretically, in this game, we did not have. I mean, this is saying that Burton doesn't doesn't start, and I I, I think that Burton may still be a starter in this situation, but theoretically we we may not have had our entire first string receiving core in this game. And that's if you know, if if Pickens is healthy, Kyrus obviously didn't play, he's not healthy. Uh all right, he didn't play on offense. And then, you know, if if Arik is is the guy, you know, is a split in or whatever, you know, if he's the third guy on offense, then technically we may not have had our entire first string of, of receivers in this game. Which it's pretty dang impressive. I mean, and, and here's the deal. I'm putting Burton. Burton is, he's on that list. He's also nagging, nagging injury. So, I, to me, with what we had, the play calling was, I agree with you, it was pretty good. The only thing that we lacked was, was stretching the ball down the field. Um, and, in fact, I mean, one of the longest throws, I was actually just looking at it, and I forgot who called it, but... There was two throws that, that come to mind with how JT, you know, JT did some good things. He he did, and you could tell he was struggling with something. Uh, but there was two throws that he made that I was like, those are NFL caliber throws. One of them was whenever and they showed a perfect angle of it, 
But Brock Bowers cuts out of his of his route, and he goes into the open space, threw him open, exactly what you're talking about, and knew exactly where he was going to be, hit him right on the money. The second one was to actually to Jalen Johnson, the former walk-on, who we found out was is actually on scholarship now. Was he? I think he was our longest pass. He he had one catch for 21 mm-hmm. yards. It was kind of on the right side, kind of kind of down the hash marks. And I mm-hmm. I remember I was like. That was uh, JT's best throw of the day. So those are the two that, that stand out to me. Other another offensive point that I want to, man, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, 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 I'm back on the bad side with Cook. I am, yeah. I, dude, dude, you, you, you breathe on the guy and he goes down. I hate it. I mean, like, <laughs> I, I feel like he's super athletic and he can do a lot of different things, but if you lay a finger on him, he's going to go down. He's what's a, your a, what's your what's your running back pecking order at this point? Well, um, pecking order. I, I really think you got to the the fumbles for Zeus was was pretty was scary because those could have been two more game changers that could have led the other way. Uh, but other than that, I think Zeus ran Zeus ran hard. I mean, I thought some of the some of the moves he was making in between tackles and things like that were pretty were pretty impressive for well, him. Well, the second the second half, I mean, he secured the hell out of that ball. He was like, I mean, you can <laughs> yeah. tell the guys like, I ain't gonna drop this thing no more. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> he probably said just like that too. Um, I still think you got to give it to to Zeus just from a seniority standpoint. But 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 Kendall, man, Kendall's guy. Kendall sent two guys to the injury tent. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it, it was amazing. Kenny ran hard too. He didn't. He didn't have a ton of carries, but um, Zeus and, and and Kendall are are stepping up and getting me pretty pumped. But yeah, I, I will let me get let me let me talk to your about to your cook point. I don't think we really used him well this game. I just don't think I don't know if we just couldn't. I don't know if they we didn't make it happen. But you're right. The guy folds like a cheap tent. Well, he's got to have ten yards of space between anybody. <laughs> You know, I, that's, I just don't get it. Like, the dude is, I mean, he's obviously built now. I mean, he's got some size to him. I don't know, man. I guess we just got so, uh, did, did we get spoiled by the, the Ty Gurley's? And, I mean, Ty Gurley, Nick Chubb, Sonny Michelle, how often did we see them go down on the first hit? Almost no. never. I mean, Ty no. Gurley especially. I mean, he was throwing stiff, stiff arms. If he was falling down, he put an arm down and he got back up, like, I mean, Chubb, Chubb just ran over thirty people before he <laughs> before he got tackled. But I don't know, man. It, I I I like him and I appreciate that he's you know working so hard for the team. But I mean, dude, I I got him fourth on my on my pocket oh, yeah. packing order. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, and then, like I said, I think you you have to just and, and this is still kind of on the same vein as, as last year. You have him listed as a running back, but he's not a running back. Yeah. Like he's not, he's just, that's just not what he's made meant to do, and um, and you just you've you've got to a- approach him from that angle, and um, in my mind, this was been a, a, a game to be able to to line him up in a slot or out 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 wide and just get get him into some open. But they were, but we're, we're sitting here talking about that. But Clemson's defense, they were fast too. I mean, they were all over it. We couldn't. Well, they really played get anything so going they, they, they the did outside. play well. I mean, for for what how good our defense played. I mean, they played pretty darn well, and the only we thing they we didn't score a touchdown. Well, yeah, I mean, like, like that's <laughs> like, they didn't either, but we didn't either. I mean, it was that kind of thing. That's how good they they played. Yeah, I, it's it's funny because you look at them across the board, and and Skalski, uh gosh, who hit him? Was it Kendall that hit him? Mm-hmm. And and he was like, he woke up a little bit. He had a stinger. <laughs> 
and I and I and I'm sitting here thinking like, if that guy is is the one that's receiving the blow, I you know we're doing something right. But we we knocked out their their safety. I think he's out for the year. I don't know what happened to him, but he got popped by somebody. Just with the the fact that we were a, even able to put a full offense on the field at this point was pretty was pretty amazing. But I don't think it's I don't think it was all bad. I really don't. I mean, I'm I'm not saying we were super productive, but we moved the ball relatively well, especially whenever we had a good combination of of well, you know, some extended, some medium runs. You know, if we had some six six or seven yard runs to start off, I mean, we did a lot better. I mean, and then you think about the the short fields that we gave Clemson. Uh, we didn't exactly have a ton of those. I mean, we we definitely. Well, I say we gave them short fields. That was mostly in the second half. The first half, I mean, Camarda. I mean, amazing. I mean, I almost want to give him. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Nicobe and obviously Chris Smith. Those are probably your MVPs. Well, you can name everybody on the defense. Uh, everybody defense is <laughs> the MVP as a, as a whole. But then you you got to put Camarda up there, man. I mean, oh my he god, had hell of a game. I mean, you start and you start. They start their whole their whole first half. They're inside their twenty, basically. I mean, yeah. that was pretty much. They at least started there. Inside and, their um, inside their ten, maybe. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I'm, on my last point on the offense, and then I, I do want to talk a little more about the special teams. Uh, the last point offensively is at the end. This is something that we have just in these big situations we have struggled to do. We were able to run a four minute offense when we had to, and we were able to get first downs and win the game and really glad you brought that up because that we have i just never see us do it (laughs) it's like you've got you got to make this first down and not only do we make the first down we make two of them and zeus just he just took it and and he he made them happen and ran i mean ran like made those seven eight yard runs and to get those first downs and to to just seal it and not give them a chance and that's that's to me, that was what was getting me excited because everything we've already said about the offensive line, for them to give him the lanes to be able to do that and us finish the game like that yeah, and not give them a shot, that to me, that was as big of a that, – that's that's scoring. I mean, that's that's scoring a touchdown, <laughs> putting points on the board kind of thing. You're, you're yeah. winning the game. And so that was crucial. I'm really glad you brought that up because it is – you are very right. How many times have we been in that situation where we have – Tried to run the ball. We were ineffective. We end up with a third and eight, third and nine, and don't convert. And then we end up having to punt the ball to them. I mean, and then and then we're sitting there holding our breath while they're driving down the field. And in this game, we were able to. Do, I mean, you're exactly right. We were able to do the four minute offense and give all the credit in the world to the offensive line. I mean, they have a very. I mean, it's an all American defensive line. I mean, Miles Murphy and Brian Brzee. I mean, we shut we shut them down, and 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 that's to say, like those are two guys that, like like I said, are probably going to be on at least one of the All American teams, both of them, and they they we shut their their tails down, especially Brzee. I mean that guy. I mean, don't get me wrong, he had a few TFLs. Uh, Murphy had a one sack, but Brzee should have. I mean, theoretically, y- you think he's going to dominate on the inside of the offensive line. And he, that we, I, I mean, Cedric Van Pran, first start. Did you see him give up anything? 
I mean, uh, War McClendon. I mean, I, I dude, I know, I, I know, you know, I love number seventy, but I mean, did McClendon give up any pressure? I don't know, man. I don't think he did. Sawyer played his tail off. I mean, I could not be more proud of the offensive line. But you're right. When it came down to it, and we had to, we had to just go ahead and polish this thing off and close it out. We just put ourselves in run block, and we just ran over their ass. <laughs> And, and that I, was the thing. And that was the thing. They knew what we were going to do. Yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't like it was. We were going to run something, and we just we just ran it. We yeah. ran it five times. Pulled. And how, one how about the poor soul who Zeus trucked on that? It was like the second <laughs> last. It was it was whenever we converted the third down or something like that. And I was just like that that poor soul. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. It was funny. He did that, and I couldn't tell who was who was up in somebody's face. Um, there was a little fight that was about to happen, and Zeus has scored this. Or got this first down, and he's he's the one breaking up the <laughs> breaking up the fight. Like, dude, don't screw this up. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, right here. It was <laughs> right Justin here, Robinson. Man. I think he was like getting his scrap, and it's like, man, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> but yeah. it was it was that leads me to a, a positive point. But we we obviously have plenty that we've got to work on. We've got so much that we got to do between now and and Saturday. Um, and and I think that's one thing. And we're going to talk about the game, but that's one thing offensively that I'm us not really putting up a lot of points helps us from a like a yeah we didn't we we won this game but we did not dominate this game. I mean they were one score away at any moment from tying this thing back up or whatever the case is, and and so knowing that we put up zero points offensively besides a field goal makes me feel like okay our offense is going to be pretty zoned in to all right we got to score touchdowns yeah <laughs> we got to get it we got to see the end zone this season um so that, that does make me feel good but we talked about special teams special teams was phenomenal besides that missed kick um hopefully uh pod lesson got out of a system and that's that's the end of that but um, Camarda was phenomenal. Uh, did not have his shank of the game. I'm hoping that was a 2020 thing, or it's 2021, brand new year, new us kind of. Uh, but I don't even want to talk about it because <laughs> like, I was thinking about it and I was like, oh, this it wanna, happened. It hasn't happened it. yet. <laughs> do we want to breathe it? But um, just phenomenal. Uh, we were worried. About, I mean, I was I was worried about with the changing of coaches and and that kind of thing at, at the special teams position and must champs just come on in and <laughs> and got them got them working so uh just just great to see that so did they ever show him was he mm-hmm. was he on the they field had one when when pod leslie missed his kick they they he was out on the field like clapping like trying to get him get yeah. him back off the field and <clears throat> they they zoomed in on him but they didn't mention him like they never mentioned his name but they they, did zoom they in probably on. They, he probably pulled him off the uh, sidelines, and he noticed the camera was off him, and he started <laughs> ripping into him. <laughs> oh man, dude! I it's 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 funny. Special teams. I think a lot of people. It's weird that we used to be so bad at special teams. I mean, across the board. I mean, I say that the kickers. I think we have a tradition of some of our kickers have been great. Uh, some of them have been not so great. But I mean, obviously, you talk about Rodrigo. He had some very famous kicks. Uh, I mean. At times, Marshall Morgan had a couple, you know, against Tennessee in 2013. You know, it's hit or miss with some of our kickers, but, I mean, the last time we had a great punter, I mean, Nizelec was good, but, I mean, we just have always had a punter who just could not. We could, we had a guy who could boom it, 
but we didn't have anybody that had the precision that Camorda is showing now. And so I appreciate that. I mean, I think if you got a guy who can, you know, kick it 60, 70 yards or so, and then also pin it within the, you know, five yard line from our own 50, I mean, from the 50 yard line, then, you know, that's, that's what you need a guy who can do both. Um, well, and mentioning talking about the punts, uh, we didn't really see Arian catch many passes, but boy, did he catch some punts and stop them. He's, he's the one that caught that one on the two. He, he fielded it <laughs> right at the, right at the two. And then he got the one where it bounced on the 10 and was start, or bounced on the five and was rolling back. He stopped it from that first punt and he stopped it from going, um, we're just and the funny thing is he's sitting there like waiting on these puns. Oh yeah, it's so <laughs> he's already down there. It's just it's crazy, and uh, yeah. we, we've we just got we, we've got it figured out. We we figured out if you put you your your, uh, your your best guys on on special teams, good stuff happens. So we need an assistant that like just sits in the end zone. And maybe we have this, I don't know. But like, once Arian gets down there, he's just like right, left, you know, like right in front of you. Uh, because he and you turn around, you got to find the ball, kind of thing. But it's a uh, man, yeah, Arian, Arian. He played, he played well with what we needed in that situation. I mean, he didn't have to have the you know eighty yard streaking touchdown to to make a difference in this ball game. Uh, chance, yeah. All in all, special teams besides the missed field goal. Pretty darn good. Obviously, the three points that we got from the one field goal we made were huge. Um, do you? I mean, are you ready to talk about the defense? I mean, I've been ready to talk about them since about eleven o'clock on Saturday night. <laughs> I've been, I've give been, me, I've been. Give me your initial. This. Give me, give me your your initial. I mean, obviously, we've already talked about them a little bit, but like, what do you, what do you? What are your first thoughts on this, on this on this performance? Well, we it was an incredible performance. I mean, the guys showed up. Everybody was clicking. I mean, they were in sync. Like I've never seen our defense in sync before. Um, I'm going to say all this stuff, and then I'm going to give my four day later take on, hey, on where where this hey, is I'm going to go run run and grab a box of Cheez-Its I'll be right back <laughs> um we we massacred them I mean we just we ripped them we ripped their offensive line apart from the for the entire game and they just had no answer I mean every, and the thing was the thing was we had six different guys get a sack and and to me, it almost wasn't even – it definitely wasn't even just the sack. I mean, he was on the run the entire game. Every pass he threw was off his back foot, was outside the pocket. But the one thing was true, very very little did he get outside of that pocket because it just collapsed. There wasn't, there wasn't really many lanes for him to run. He was missing guys streaking down the sideline <laughs> that were – could have been – got for – we could have been gashed a few times. But it didn't matter because the line was because there was a Jordan Davis there. Devontae Wyatt, Devontae Wyatt had two batted balls. For on that first drive, he had a bad one. They had one later in the game. I mean, we were just we were in sync with everything that was going on. I mean, the, the whole time in the front seven. Now I will say I will give um, I will say our secondary we didn't give up a ton of big plays. Um, Keeler Ringo was like I say we had a lot of guys we had some we had a lot of pass interference calls and um and I think there's there's some of that that a couple of those were ticky tacky but some of those we <laughs> there was one time Keeley just threw the guy onto the ground it was in the end zone <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean he, I they were driving and yeah. I was like 
Uh, I, I was no, not, this is this is about to be bad. Uh, yeah, and I was I was honestly I was like I didn't think he the guy could have caught it, but I'm like you know what keeps him from scoring a touchdown, whatever. Um, but anyway, um, but front seven wise, I've never seen I've never seen it like that from the entire game. I've just never I've never seen it like that. Um, that consistent, that high level, just not making issue. The, the only up only couple mistakes where Nakobe missed a couple guys on the initial tackle. There was a couple times yeah, he could have got down on Shipley. Uh-huh. He, he should have had him. And then he was. And then there was one time he had him. Uh, there was a one behind the line. He 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 went through the line and missed Ugalele one time. There was another time that uh, they threw it out to to Shipley and and Nakobe was coming right after him and, and yep. missed it in the flats and just couldn't wrap up his ankles. Um, besides a couple of missed tackles like that, I mean. Guys were all over the place. Channing Tindall had an amazing game. I mean, he was a Dude, he was a heat-seeking missile. That that play, and I know you know exactly which one I'm talking about. I think it was Shipley that had had the ball. It was they swung it out. It was they, had, they they swung it out to him to the left side, and Channing read it like instantaneously <laughs> and and Nicobe's following Chan, Channing, and Nicobe's a fast dude, but Channing straight line speed. Is probably the fastest linebacker, like including outside linebackers, in uh, on our team, and he just drilled Shipley, <laughs> and it was like, "Welcome to the SEC, brother." <laughs> well, I loved he, seeing well, Channing like, get a, get it a was few everybody. Plays. It was everybody was else was moving in slow motion, and then you just yeah. and Channing is just in a a full blown sprint, <laughs> just and hits him right. I mean, it was just it was an amazing play. It makes you think, like, why why does he not get? You know more playing time, and I think it's truly only because he's not very good in pass protection. No, no. And we play a lot of of nickel and dime, and that's the problem. Is that Channing is a he's a straight line runner. He's a more traditional linebacker, and a lot of people you know don't realize that these days, like you have to have a hybrid guy like a Roquan or a Nakobe, and and be able to stop the run and also cover. I mean, hell, we got Adam Anderson covering guys streaking down the field, and you know what? Adam runs like a four-four, like he can keep up with them, you know. <laughs> and so, I, you know, it's it stinks because Channing, I feel like, deserves what he's given to the team. I feel like he deserves more playing time, but schematically, we cannot put him in there for for a lot of different situations. Yeah, well, and and I think. Um... And I think we right now we're just loaded. We've got a lot of we have so many so much veteran talent in on our defense. And like like we talked about last year, Jordan Davis being back on the team is it's just everything. And um and he because the thing is he knew the whole game he was gonna have two guys on him and he still was had his had a solo sack. He was in on multiple sacks. He was he was he was everywhere, and um, they were talking about it on the broadcast. Him and Kirk and, and Chris, and um, just gawking at how enormous and how athletic he was, and is, and just how just fast he his technique is just is just phenomenal. But dude, he's you know hey knock on wood the guy's a first rounder for sure. Oh my god. If I, mean, <laughs> I mean, you don't see guys like, like he's that. He's like top ten right now. Ah, <laughs> oh, dude, I I love the guy. I literally couldn't love him more. He's probably the most lovable player that we've seen. I mean, since a guy like a, you know, the 2017 team had just so many. I know we refer to them all the time, but they had so many guys that were so lovable. You got the Chubs, you got the Roquans, you got the Sonys or whatnot. But 
like Jordan Davis is the guy that I just feel like everybody in the world just like not only is he an incredible talent, massive human being, but he just seems to just love what he's doing. And the fact that he came back his senior year and he's putting in this effort and this time and he is he's gonna make a name for himself. And you know what sucks is like all these, you know, publicists, these preseason guys, like like, oh yeah, Jordan Davis, like he might be first team all SEC, probably not all American. The guy's going to be an All-American. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, my God. Without a doubt. Uh, but I think um, I'll give my – I'm going to back back this up and say, all right, this is my four-day later. Honestly, uh, we could make this, this – we can make a whole separate episode about the defense. So <laughs> yeah. don't, don't feel bad about backtracking. Uh, I'm, I just want to give my, my, my kind of four-day later uh, thoughts on this. Very much the same way that the offense, you kind of have to come back to earth and, and kind of look at the reality of the situation. I think the same is with the defense, maybe not as much, but until we can see us do that every single week to that level, I don't. We don't need to. We don't need to freak out. I mean, it's, it's kind of one of those things that I think we have possibly the most talented defense that we've ever fielded, um, which is pretty incredible. Uh, it's, it's tough not to, at least in that front seven where we still haven't tested our secondary a lot yet and so we're gonna have to see what what with how that that looks but hopefully getting Smith back eventually and and seeing getting some of those injuries fit getting those some of those injuries mended but um let's just let's let's pump the brakes we don't know what Clemson is we I mean we feel pretty confident there that was one of their questions going into the season very similar to ours is how their offensive line would do. And um, Ohio State pretty much manhandled them in the in the playoff last year. I mean, defensively, we were able to kind of they were they were obviously able to score points, but Ohio State was also scoring points. So I don't want us to. I don't know. I, I just want us to be be mindful of this is the first game of the season. We don't know. We we don't know. If, are we going to be able to do this every single week? I think we have a phenomenal defense, and I'm excited to watch us play. Um, but we have many – now we're going, teams are going to be able to look at us. Offenses only get better as the season progresses, as they learn the playbook and figure themselves out. So offenses are going to get better as we get further into the season. And our defensive scheme are going to get looked at and, and people are just going to be able to figure out some of our looks and things like that. So you just have to – you have to keep it all in perspective. Yeah. I mean <laughs> – the defensive performance, when I look at it from top to bottom, there's not a lot of. I think a lot of people were, including myself, were very concerned about def- defensive backs. And let me just go ahead and give a lot of credit to number 36, mm-hmm. Latavius Brini. He's a, I think he's a fifth year senior. Um, he has been there here for a long time, and you know what? The guy has worked his tail off, and at this point. I want him on the field all the time because I know he played. I think a lot of people were talking about you and I uh, too. We're talking about how Tyreek Smith being out, the transfer from West Virginia, was going to force us to put Brini in there, and I didn't. I didn't feel terrible about that situation at, at all. But at the same time, I thought, okay, it's probably going to be a step down. And you go look at the play whenever Clemson was driving, they ended up having to kick a field goal. The play in the end zone where mm-hmm. he broke up the ball. He's playing one-on-one, man-on-man, and he broke that ball up, and he forced it into a situation where they had to kick a field goal. And I'm 
I mean, I could not be more happy for a guy like that. You know, you don't see that very often these days. And and we're sitting here talking about upperclassmen all across the board in this team. And that's why I keep thinking, like, this might be special. You know, this team could be very special. And Latavius, obviously amazing game. I think he played very well. I mean, I never really saw him give up much. Uh, you had a guy like Keeley. You're talking about pass interferences. You know, he had a few freshman moments. He's a, you know, sophomore these days, but I guess I don't know if he redshirted last year or not. But, you know, his second-year guy, had, this is his first start and or first playing time and, you know, played relatively well. I thought he covered well. He got a P.I. The first P.I. he got, uh, do you remember the guy was streaking down the sideline? He was running step-for-step step with him, and it was just a poor call. I mean, you're sitting there talking to my third – they're just hand-fighting the whole time, and they called it on him, but then there was the time where he threw the guy down, and, and you know Kirby would pull him out, and then he would put him back in like three or four plays later. And I think it was kind of a learning experience for him. We're only going to see uh, – I, I sent it out over our group text uh, earlier, but you know there was a quote from Kirby who was like, you know, now – so you know, from all these PI calls, I think we're anticipating some uh, teams targeting Keeley, and he basically was like, "Yeah, go ahead, <laughs> you know, go ahead and target number five because he'll make you pay." And he knows how talented that guy is, and I and I appreciate that. Um, so the defensive backs, I mean, and Darion Kendrick, he played very well. You know, he wanted to beat Clemson. Uh, you know, Darion. I mean, we're not talking about. I mean, Chris Smith had the play of the game. <laughs> Chris Smith scored the only touchdown. And you know what? Dude was, I mean, he played well the whole game. That They said it on the broadcast. I love this because you can see it. But he baited that throw. Basically, he stepped up, and it made me think of Remember the Titans. He's like, when you, you wait, you wait, and then you stick him. You know? It was basically the same thing. He just sat there. He started to run up. He sat back a little bit, and he saw DJ's eyes locking on the receiver, and he, he cut across the route, cut off the route. And then he just took off. And I love seeing it because I want to pull for a guy like that. And then Scene, Scene had a hell of a game. Scene mm-hmm. made me eat my words because he had some coverage plays where I was like, damn. Like, there's not many safeties in the country that can play that kind of coverage and, and be able to make that play. So, I, I mean, across the board, I mean, we're not even talking. Nakobe, damn good game. You know, we didn't, the only linebacker we didn't see a whole lot of or talk a whole lot of was Quay. Uh, obviously, he got in there a little bit, but Nakobe and Channing were obviously, you know, incredible across the board. I mean, defensive line, Jalen Carter. Don't mm. don't not talk about eighty eight because <laughs> that dude was was just running over their offensive line. And the funny thing is, going in this game, Chancey. I mean, how many was there more people talking about Clemson's D line or our D line? I, and I honestly, I would be willing to say that. They were talking more about Brian Brzee and uh, Miles Murphy. Well, the funny thing is, is still right now they're talking more about Clemson than us, and that's the way that's the way the whole media landscape is, and I love it. I love because right now they're saying is Clemson because they're they're just focusing on is Clemson done? Is Clemson are they is the is their their run over and all this kind of stuff? And who do they have this week? Do you know they do they play like Furman or something? Uh, I'm about to check. The juggernaut South Carolina State, you know, prayers up for them, man. They're about to have a real, a real <laughs> run into a buzzsaw. A real blue blood. Um, any other, any other thoughts on the on the game? Anything, anything that comes to to mind for you? 
Well, so, so let, a couple actually, things. Actually, let me, let me ask you this. Let yeah, me I mean, you, you know, yeah, go ahead. So, give me your take on the the Kirby can't show up for big games. Little men, the 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 murmurs and things that you that you hear. Um, just give me your give me your give me your thoughts. You know, here's here's what sucks is because it, so I I was actually I, I mean leading into this game, you're seeing a lot of stuff about people talking about how these yes exactly this exactly what you're saying. Kirby does can Kirby win the big game? Basically, the only reason people say this is because we have not beat Alabama. Of course, we lost to an LSU team that's the best team they've ever had and maybe one of the best college football teams of all time, if not the best. I would literally put them up there because they had like, what, 20, 20 people drafted <laughs> off that team. I, so we, we lose to and the Alabama team last year. Again, same thing. That's one of the best Alabama teams and one of probably one of the best college football teams we've ever seen. And that's and that's saying something. But then when it boils down to you look at the teams that he is that that the coaches that that Kirby Smart has now beat beaten. A lot of them have won national championship. And Jimbo Fisher, Dabo Sweeney, and then you got guys like you know he's he's beaten Dan Mullen, you know guys that people think are are really good coaches. And across the board, I mean you got you, there's more kind of guys than that, but. I'm not sitting here telling you that we have accomplished all that you know we need to as as a program, but I'm pretty sure his record against top ten teams. I think it's I think now it's ten and six or ten and ten and four maybe. It, he he only has lost to Alabama. He lost to Alabama, Texas, and LSU, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> I mean, besides if you cut out his first year here, he's he has not lost. You know a lot of a lot of big games at all, and you know even in a game like this, you know you're going to point to the weak points and what we did in our game plan. We didn't score an offensive touchdown. All that matters at the end of the day is we just beat a top three team in the country. We shot up to number two. We haven't even talked about that yet. We we are now number two in the AP and the and the coaches poll, and we shot up to number two. I think everybody realizes we are our own worst critic. And I think a lot of people outside of our fan base realize, damn, that Georgia team is really good. It doesn't matter if they didn't if they scored a touchdown or not. That team is gonna be unstoppable for the foreseeable future until they run into a you know a team like Alabama. And I'm not ready to get to that point yet. I mean, again, I I think there's some things obviously we can work on, but and let's go one game at a game at a time. I'm thankful that we play UAB this weekend, but it's not a it's not a done deal. But we've seen some things with this team where I feel like we're at that we're at that caliber at this point. Well, and, and once we get the if we can get some some of our guys back offensively, some of our weapons back, and if we can get that going, I think we're going to be in good shape. Um, I feel I feel pretty good about it. So um, I'm, I'm excited. I agree with you. He, I've just I I struggle with with our own fan base that, that does this, like giving Kirby hell for, for this guy. Yes, he makes stupid decisions, but God, what coach doesn't make stupid decisions on in some situations? I, I mean, it, it happens. And do you know what, do you know what year Dabo won his national, his first national championship? Do you know what, like as a head coach at Clemson? 
Oh, he, it was his. It was his eighth year. I was about to say. It, it was. I thought it was almost. I knew it had to be almost ten. <laughs> yeah, it was his his eighth year, and I'm not. I mean, he put that program on the map. I mean, Clemson today is not what it used to be. I mean, sorry, Clemson today. Yeah, well, it's still the same. I mean, Clemson today is significantly better than what it used to be, but at the same time, these these things take time, and we are already way ahead of where Dabba was in year six, and. Which is crazy. I mean, that we're going into year six with Kirby, um, but this is not this is not a program that's going to sit back and and be fine and be content with with being a eight win team or a ten win team or even eleven win team. It's this guy. Do you, do you think Kirby Smart wants anything less than perfection? Hell no. He wants to win them all. So I'm I feel very confident. I look. He's not perfect. He's not. But would I want anybody else to be manning our program right now? Absolutely not. No, no doubt about that. I mean, that, the people that say that kind of stuff, I'm like, all right, well, the, I just you're saying all this, but you actually have no idea what you would do. The alternative, like, what, what, who would you, who could we get that's better for our program? Who recruits? Because it's it's been said, Kirby's the best recruiter in the country. I mean, mm-hmm. he, we're 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 getting the best talent, and we just got to put it all together. But my God, people are just people are ridiculous. Yeah, I get frustrated sometimes, but damn, it's just it's, people are people are dumb. People are real dumb. It's, it's it's nauseating, and there's you know these days it's not just like the paid for message boards that you see. You know all this bulletin board material or the talking heads or the peanut gallery or whatever. I mean, you got guys. That are you know talking on podcasts you know and you got people that are talking on Twitter you know and the guys that are on, are on Twitter they're the worst I mean it doesn't matter what you it doesn't matter what you say no. and then somebody's gonna eventually see it if it's hot enough somebody's gonna see it and it's gonna affect something and I'm just not I'm just tired of it man let's just I mean the people I mean I I you know I stay off of message boards during game day. You know, after a big win, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get on here and I'm gonna see how everybody's, you know, celebrating and all this. And every other thread was nitpicking the littlest things. And I'm just like, if you can't, if you're sitting here 30 minutes after we win, uh, beat a top three team in the country, a Clemson team who's been a thorn in our side in recruiting, a team that's won two national championships, you know, in the past six, seven years. You mean to tell me that the first thing you're going to do is sit back and talk about how we didn't score any offensive points? I'm like, man, I don't care. The first thing I did was crack open another beer and celebrate. <laughs> exactly. I mean, this is awesome. Let's just be happy with this a little bit. We'll work on the things. If if, if there's one side of the ball that I think that we can improve on, it's a lot easier to improve on the offensive side of the ball, in my opinion. So I'd much rather it be offense, let's work on that. We got a game before we play South Carolina who is not a good team, but UAB may beat South Carolina. So I don't want to go into this game thinking that this is some pushover by any means, but I would much rather be have the opportunity to work on the offensive side of the ball and instead of the defensive side of the ball. Well, and I'm, I'm, I'm with you 100%. Uh, I'm with you. I'm, I'm excited about what we're going to do this weekend. I, I feel pretty good about it. We'll give us an opportunity to let the offense kind of stretch its legs a little bit and Try some stuff out and get get move the ball down the field, and so I'm I'm excited about this weekend. UAB's no pushover though; uh, they're a they're a solid team. They won their conference last year. I mean, they're a good they're a good football team. So we've got to be be mindful about what we're going into. Kirby um, coached a little bit with their head coach, and so he's he's very familiar with them. He knows 
kind of what their caliber is. He knows that they're they're a good team, and I think they won this past weekend. And uh, but they're, they're they're solid. So we've got to be like I said that the the hangover piece, the the victory hangover, kind of I think is it's uh, not as bad as normal because we didn't really have a good offensive performance in terms of points scored. So I think we still offensively we know that we still got to be able to to prove that we can put some put some points on the board kind of thing. So uh, yeah. I think I think that helps for for sure. But I feel pretty good about the defense going into Saturday. Well, if you're looking at going, I mean, from coming out of last weekend, I mean, I know you and I talked about how we, I mean, you had good football from Thursday through Monday. And, uh, you know, we got to catch a little bit of, of some of the other games. I, I didn't get to see a whole lot of the Alabama-Miami game, but here, here's the deal. It got, a, it got ugly pretty quickly. I mean, I, I remember it came on, and I was like, oh, it's 21 or nothing, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or whatever it was. I So, you know, let's be honest, that you know, looking at the Alabama's performance, I mean, I, don't, I never thought that Miami was going to be a good team this year. So, I mean, I, it's not like they were really good competition, but, like, are, we saw what Alabama did, and they played very well offensively and defensively. They have a very good defense this year. Hell, their defense this year could be so good that they could the whole overall their whole team could be as good as they were last year. Uh, the only thing, I mean, they lost some offensive off, offensive talent for certain. You know, so that's somewhat of our benchmark. I mean, it's going to be, and that's how it's going to be until we beat them. Because right now. You know, we're number two. We talked about that. You know who's number one? Alabama. And they're going to stay there until until something crazy happens or we play them in the SEC championship. And I'm not going to go that far yet. Knock on wood. I'm not saying we're written in by any means. I mean, you got to score offensive touchdown to do something. Uh, to, win, to win a lot of ball games. you got to score. But at the same time, you know, Alabama, what we saw them do, we got to realize that's what we got to do as well against everybody. So play well on both sides of the ball, uh, but across the board, great weekend college football. I mean, I I thought, hey, we we knew coming in, we got a good schedule. I was pretty entertained for the most part. Oh yeah, I mean, even the uh, like, like you talk about, there was a bunch of folks watching our game, and I think a lot of people did find that entertaining. And then uh, we had the game on Sunday night between the FSU and Notre Dame, and just an awesome game. I mean, just a phenomenal game to watch. Fun goes into overtime. Uh, McKenzie coming back in uh, from after years of uh, after his injury, uh, thought he was gonna may not make it, and then may not ever walk again, and all this kind of stuff. And then he's out throwing touchdowns in that game. Um, then incredible Miss, story. Oh yeah, love, just phenomenal. Then not Miss, only was he throwing the ball very well, he was also he ran. He yeah. ran a few times. I'm like, yeah. dude, careful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like everybody, everybody's on pins and needles. Like, can't everybody's holding their breath? But, um, but just it was good to see. I, I know there's some people concerned about stadiums being full, but it was either way. It was just good to see people getting back in and and just being that. I'm I'm pretty pumped to be in that atmosphere myself uh, this weekend. So, um, pretty pretty excited about. The, it was just it was a fun weekend, and I think everybody kind of realized why college football is so special. Uh, this past weekend, it was kind of like, yeah, there's all this talk about NIL deals and all this kind of and transfers. And every time you went to a game, you, they talked about this guy was from this school last year and all that. You could you hear there's so much of that going on, um, especially in our game. And uh, but it was pretty pretty awesome to just to see the fans excited, the the guys excited, and just everybody talk about 
okay, yeah, this is why college football is the best sport. Yeah, and 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 you, you know, you're talking about like full stadiums and things like that. Obviously, you know, after a year like like last year, <clears throat> we took for granted, and uh, I think it was never it, it was it was really apparent on Thursday night whenever we uh, I don't know if you saw any of the Ohio State game playing in Minnesota, but I mean, first big game of the year, and you know, you saw two you know. Pretty darn good programs. Obviously, Ohio State being very good, and and they're playing in this in an environment that you just last year we didn't see anything close to that, and and so it, it made me excited. And then Friday night, Va Tech, you know, you had the that that atmosphere. Uh, I mean, it just was an incredible weekend of college football that just made me feel really good about the rest of the year. Hopefully keep COVID contained. Hopefully that doesn't blow up. We're not even going to mention it a whole lot. We don't want to jinx anything, but uh, overall, just a fantastic weekend. Uh, Chance, UAB this weekend, obviously not a pushover. They got, a, I think, a four, four, fourth year uh, starting quarterback. Uh, I will be here and am planning on going to the game, uh, planning on tailgating, planning on feeling like things are normal again where are you going to be obviously me being the big city we're going to be in athens and we're going to the game and we're uh we'll be doing all of those same things all of those same things except without a baby but it, well, <laughs> <laughs> but i will be doing the same things yeah that's a good point you gotta you, we're, we're, we're we're planning around that don't worry <laughs> i think it's going to be a little bit like later later tailgate i've got him in the morning you know kind of thing and you know sometimes sometimes you gotta drink a miller light while they're while they're drinking a bottle you know and yeah. you know things like that uh but yeah we're uh we're excited we're gonna do the same thing um and me and my brother is gonna go to the game and uh, we're just, man, I just cannot wait to be in Sanford Stadium again. I think it's going to be, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm hesitant to say that it's going to be a, a packed crowd. I think a lot of people are going to be excited because it's the first home game, but a lot of people are going to be like, eh, UAB. I think a lot of people just don't understand that UAB is actually a pretty darn good program. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to just be in Sanford one more time. Oh yeah, like I, and you can never take them for granted because it's a, it's always a special special opportunity. So, well, man, we're looking forward to it. Plan on seeing you up there at some point. That's and, what I said. Uh, let's get together, brother. Sounds good, my man. Well, uh, let's uh, go, let's, dogs. Dogs on top. <laughs> Peace.